Well, hello, everyone. I'm really delighted to welcome you all to TNC's latest podcast on the topic of secure home working, making it a robust reality for the remote workforce. Uh, I'm John Waterhouse, CEO of TNC, and I'll be your host for the next 20 minutes. As I'm sure everyone knows, TNC is the UK's largest independent network and telecoms sourcing and strategy consultancy, supporting over 280 major UK and multinational companies uh, to help and helping them get the best commercial, technical, operational and contractual results from their network and telecom solutions. So joining us today for TNC and to share his expertise with us is our CTO, Craig Northworth. Craig, do you want to say hello? Yeah, hi, John. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. So today's topic of, of making secure home working a robust reality is really interesting and it's really timely. So for most organizations, uh, until a few months ago, home working was a bit of an afterthought. Uh, it was something a small percentage of the workforce did. Typically it was voluntary, possibly even seen as a perk and certainly something generally done by more senior staff. Over a very short time, homework has become the default approach for how many, if not most, office staff are working. So for most organizations, there's been very little opportunity to properly plan what is in reality an enormous change. It was just a question of doing what had to be done to keep the organization alive. Um, but now that homeworking looks like it's going to be part of the new normal, uh, we're starting to see organizations looking to develop proper plans for how to address the significant challenges that home working presents and to develop proper corporate grade solutions uh, to support this. So we're going to focus on three key areas in today's podcast. We're going to look at the risks associated with home working and how to mitigate them. We're going to look at the technology approaches over the short, medium and long term to provide sustained, secure remote access solutions. And we're gonna to touch on some of the key takeaways uh, to start moving on that journey. Uh, and look, by, just by way of scene setting, uh, you know, a lot of research has been done over, over recent days and weeks and months on this. You know, we certainly are starting to see organizations reopening their offices, uh, but occupancy is still very low, and that looks likely to continue at least into the autumn and, and for many organizations well beyond that. Uh, many organizations have significant elements of the workforce um, who may stay as home workers, certainly for the foreseeable, if not permanently. And, and also that this, this is not just a decision for employers, employees are both concerned about returning to work too soon, particularly if they have to use public transport, uh, but also uh, uh, that a lot of employees are starting to see uh, a, a lifestyle benefit from uh, working at home, more flexibility, not having to spend time commuting, et cetera, et cetera. So th there are both positives and, 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 and negatives to this. So. Craig, let's dive into our first topic. So could you take us through what are the key risks associated with home working and how organisations might take steps to mitigate them? Yeah, sure, John. So I think, um, you know, the, 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 the risks around home working have been, have been long well known. You know, as you've mentioned before, um, many organisations have supported home working previously or remote access into corporate environments. Um, I think the, the, the significant thing that's changed now is that the vast majority of people working from home 
um, the, the the threat landscape and the risks associated with that home working environment are much greater. Um, and I think compounding the issue, um, the, 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 the target um, the target threats, if you like, in terms of being able to access and target people uh, on a home working on home networking environment, and in comparison to a, a corporate environment, is is much greater as well. So, if we look specifically at what the kind of key challenges are, then so first of all, you know we we know that there's issue around um, device security, um, so particularly around um, antivirus, anti-malware type capabilities. Um, and many organisations where you operate in a corporate environment protected against um, a kind of perimeter firewall type of environment, that the specification and standard of the antivirus and anti-malware may not be up to spec um, to deliver on a effectively public internet network. Um, the second aspect is around device management. Um, so we kind of touched upon device security, but device management is equally, equally as important. You know, no longer is a device um, secure within a corporate environment, um, locked behind the the, the the physical security of a corporate environment, is now in a home environment um, where you know potential loss of loss of device, um, access to that device by maybe other people in the in the family possibly, um, homeschooling and things like that. You know, we, we we've, we've all been there. Um, again, it introduces another risk associated with that device and access into the corporate environment. Um, I think the third area then is is around performance as well. So this is one that's increasingly becoming uh, quite a hot topic amongst some of our customers, and it's around guaranteeing performance of um, the home working environment to key applications that still sit within the corporate data centers or within the cloud. Um, so you know, many home workers are now contending with um, you know they're the, the sat on a consumer grade broadband service. They're contending for tra for for, for, for um, that, that 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 broadband service with other members of the family, either other home workers or children accessing schoolwork, or or more probably likely Netflix and YouTube and the likes, <laughs> Xbox. Um, so you know you 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 certainly having a performance degradation, and there's no way for the corporate to effectively manage that and and, and enhance that because it is a consumer grade service, mm. um, and it's delivered obviously into that user's home environment. Uh, so some some definitely big risks around that. I think also just kind of just to add to the, the, the first point, the, the the new targets are also a lot of the, the recent threats that we are seeing now, um, typically you know being publicised across the market is threats on people's home networks. Um, so simple things like you know not changing the admin password from your BT or your Sky router, again there's a vulnerability there, um, and it's something that you know a lot of organisations are are really not not focused on at the moment. So I mean, you make some really, really good points in there. And, and you know, it's just one of those ironic things, isn't it? That, you know, for, you know, 20 something years, I've been in the networks industry and, you know, the, the effort organizations go to, to create effective operating environments at their corporate offices for their uh, uh, critical asset, their people to work effectively. Um, you know, making sure that the service is resilient and, and performant and, and, and secure and so on. And now suddenly uh, people are just thrown into a home environment sharing, you know, what, what is probably, you know, a pretty cheap, pretty low performing broadband, no resilience, etc. Um, we had a power cut in our area a few days ago and, uh, of course, uh, no Internet. Yeah, yeah. And you know that lasted four hours. Um, luckily, it was over the weekend. But if that had been during the working day, um, 
yeah, product, you know, my productivity would have would would have been severely diminished. And you know, presumably organizations are starting to wake up to the fact that that's not a long-term viable solution. If if key assets are working at home for the long term, where they can't just say, oh, hey, things are, you know, you know, they're not just working at home occasionally when they can fit it in, but that's where they're going to be to do crucial work. Presumably that's not an acceptable solution. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, the the, the concept of having a perimeter around your data is, is completely gone now, um, particularly if data is accessible via VPN and you're accessing, you know, critical data in a home environment, then yeah, you've completely lost the perimeter. And you've lost the supportability of, of the network as well, um, because, yeah, you're going into that consumer grade environment, um, which is pretty much impossible to manage um, from a, a corporate standpoint. Um, so the, the, these these are big issues. I think the latter we're starting to see increasingly become quite important. Um, and we're seeing some actions and activities from various customers to try and address that, um, whether that be through looking at delivering um, supplementary um, broadband services via internet or potentially extending corporate networks out into some key user sites. Um, so, you know, we, we see particularly with um, law firms, for instance, where they've got you know, very important partners sat on the network and want to bring them in. They're accessing critical data um, for them um, because they're deeming this to be the new norm and quite a long-term strategic approach. They are looking at that private network expansion into home use environments. They can so let's so so let's move move on to that. So I think we've covered uh, you've covered very effectively the the the, the key risks. What what do you see starting to look forwards? And perhaps you could try and chop this up for us into uh, short, medium, long term actions. What are the technical approaches that organisations could take? to improve how they deliver uh, home working and how they support home working, making it sustainable? So I think I think the, the, the key short term aspects, there's a, there's, a, there's a policy aspect to the short term piece and there's some sort of, you know, short term things that, that just should be done. So I think from a policy perspective, um, ensuring that there is a robust mobile or home working policy put in place um, and that home workers are fully educated and trained in terms of how to operate whilst working from home, how to handle critical data, how to access platforms securely, what to do with devices, um, and, and also policy around how you manage things like antivirus updates, security patches, ensuring that all them things, the simplistic basic things are in place and everybody's educated and trained in terms of what it means to them. Um, I think that is the most simplistic, you know, immediate step that a lot of organisations should have already done or if not if, if, if they haven't done should be doing um i think they're moving into sort of more of the the medium and long-term things um i think there's some there's some some technology opportunities so i guess first of all is looking beyond the traditional remote access model where you're effectively providing vpn access into into the data set or directly into um you know the applications and services within your data centers so that is a tr very traditional model. Um, the limitations are you are effectively extending the footprint of data across that VPN into the home environment. Um, so the longevity of that from a security point of view is, is not great. Um, we are starting to see, I mean, again, tr traditionally people have got around that by looking at VDI services or Citrix type services where they present a desktop 
um, and effectively all the data stays within the corporate environment. So again, that's definitely a feasible way. I think the, the, the next iteration of, of, of VPN services or kind of always on VPN service or direct access services are more focused on um, presenting applications securely. So not give you, not, not, not providing direct access to the, the secure critical data assets, but effectively providing a presentation to you, like a, a web tier, if you like, um, where them services can be consumed and consumed securely. Um, so we're starting to see new products come to the market um, from the likes of Zscale or Palo Alto, these types of organizations where they're looking at effectively um, yeah, providing presentation of secure presentation of applications um, in an always on manner. So it's quite frictionless for the user. Um, it's all driven by identity and, um, and, and access management. And it's, it's, it's effectively a model which over time will allow you to have the same experience whether you're working from home, working in the office, working from a McDonald's, you know, wherever you are and potentially across any device, it's a feasible solution. So this is the frictionless piece. I think beyond that, um, and then we start looking you know, long, long term, particularly from a strategic perspective, um, you know, I think a lot of organizations will start thinking about the architecture of their enterprise solutions. Um, and really start looking at how they can deliver a cloud or SaaS-like service for all of their applications. Mm -hmm. So effectively consume securely as a web service um, and the, you know, the data center doesn't have any remote access as such from a, from a client perspective. So all the critical data, the crown jewels are completely locked down, um, defensive depth type approach. Um, and then the, the presentation of core applications is driven on an identity basis and delivered as a web service effectively. So kind of private cloud. And, and presumably there are constraints. I mean, going back to the sort of that, that sort of midterm option of started to develop that presentation model for applications. Presumably there are constraints that not all the applications an organization is running are going to be able to make that transition. Is that one of the things which is going to yeah, yeah, hamper that 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 movement to to, to that more functional model. It 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 is. Um, so I think um, yes, yeah, so, so some legacy or traditional applications that are not um, able to be presented as a as a web service or allowed kind of secure access to in 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 a in a more modern way, they are always going to be challenging occasions. Um, I think the process around that again comes back to policy. Um, so it comes back to ensuring that. It's, it's a it's a privileged only basis that you have access to that. Um, so, you know, absolutely locking down and managing and monitoring who has access to them, um, legacy applications that require um, direct access. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, where possible, strategically looking at a longer term roadmap to um, modernize them applications and move them into that kind of new web based type architecture. And, and, and if we may touch on the commercial angle here, um, presumably this is, this is quite a challenging commercial landscape for, for organizations. So in the short term, the demand to support remote working is going to mean investment in devices, laptops, for example, um, and, and building this remote access capability. Medium term, presumably they're, they're also they're going to start to see potential cost savings as they can downsize real estate or, or right size at least real estate and 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 long term you know they, 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 it's uh, 
presumably start to see a reinvestment away from physical uh, infrastructure and assets towards uh, yeah. uh, more virtual infrastructure and assets. But presumably there, there is that short term challenge as organizations, you know, at the moment almost have the worst of all worlds where they're paying for the, the physical and they're having to start to stand up the virtual. Yeah, that's right. So I think there will be, um, and we know this already, you know, there's been quite a lot of technical debt introduced over the last few months to try and bolster up some of these services. And a lot of organisations are going to find themselves for some time where they need to continue to run you know, corporate environments at, at scale um, and need to run um, remote access solutions again at scale. So there, there definitely is going to be a commercial challenge um, and I think you know this this is back to the point around the, the strategic approach for some of this stuff. It's how do you how do you address all requirements um, and what are the key sort of business drivers and initiatives behind um, delivering them initiatives? And, and presumably that the some of the new technologies which we've been talking about on previous podcasts, previous breakfasts, and, and some of our more recent white papers, presumably some of these new technologies are going to be really transformational in this area. So I'm thinking about things like 5G, um, yeah. SASE, et cetera, as providing, you know, 5G providing potentially the, the cost-effective connectivity to enable that, uh, as it were, the extension of the corporate network, things like SASE to provide the platform and particularly the security for that. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, I think, again, if, if, if we look forward um, and again, look at the sort of medium to long term strategy for this, we, we do need to start looking at some of these technologies and how they're going to supplement um, supplement the connectivity models, how they're going to effectively work from a distributing applications to the edge um, securely, looking at how we can use um, convergence and of, of, of some network and security functions within the cloud um, so there's, there's there's a whole heap of techni technological innovation that's happening at the minute which is, is nice timing I think um, but I you know there's a, there's also a level of immaturity so it, it, it is definitely a medium to, to long-term concept but I definitely think that some of these new drivers um, that have you know, been born out of the current pandemic will, will have a significant impact on pushing towards that model in the future. Mm. I can attest to that. I, I, I decided to look for, uh, to combat exactly the issue you pointed out of uh, kids hammering the broadband and, uh, uh, you know, co-locating uh, my need for, for, for uh, Zoom connectivity with, uh, you know, with Xbox and, uh, and Netflix. You know, I looked at uh, getting 5G. Uh, yeah. You know, on uh, you know, for just to create a, a, a separate uh, work broadband, and of course, it's not available. So, yeah. uh, you know, some of these technology, you could see how they would help, but it's you know, it's perhaps one or two years away before uh, they catch up with with demand. So, final question to you, Craig: Would it be fair to say that you know, future network strategies, you know, this sort of home worker solution is going to go from being an afterthought, if it's addressed at all, into being a key uh, a key area of focus. How is that going to be delivered? And that corporate network is going to start to look very different. The corporate network isn't just going to be how we connect these offices, but potentially going to be looking at how do we connect different communities of users as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
Yeah, we, we, we've, we've touched upon this and we coined the phrase bring your own office in, in some previous discussions. And, and you know, I think I think the reality of it is that, you know, just like all other bring your own services, um, there needs to be a focus on how to secure that, how to manage it, but also how to ensure that the people that are bringing them services um, are compensated as well, because you need it's not going to be long before all these home workers start thinking, well, I'm using my own electricity, I'm using my own broadband services, you know, I'm, I'm blah, 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 my own coffee and that kind of stuff, you know, stuff that you tend to get, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the office these days. Um, it's, it's only a matter of time before that becomes a problem and, and corporates are going to have to think about how they deal with that. Um, and yeah, it, it, it has a knock on, it has a domino effect as to if there's going to be a large percentage over a long period of time bringing their own offices and bringing their own connectivity and everything else. What does that mean for their corporate data centers? What does it mean for mm. their applications? How should they be accessed? You know, it's not necessarily the same architecture that they've got today, which is um, which which allows secure, trusted access whilst on net. Um, everything's going to be off net, so a whole different dynamic to security management and and compensation for, for for employees. I think. Greg, that is a magnificent point on which to leave it, uh, and, and and a great uh, a great topic to touch on at the end there. So very conscious we're we're, we're running out of time. Uh, so we will draw it to a close. Craig, thank you as always for bringing yeah, you, your John. very interesting thoughts and expertise uh, to our listeners. Thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, as always, please do let us know any questions you may have about this or any other network and telecoms topic. You can get in touch with us through our website, uh, networkcollective.co.uk or any of the usual social channels. And we look forward to talking with you again soon.